0: Hi there, this is the PowerPoint Tribe where our vibe is faith and our food is the word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's word and the ministry of the spirit. such a privilege to join you this morning um, and there is not much to be said because Pastor Dami literally brought the stone down, isn't it? The guy preaches a very good word. Do you want to give God praise for your pastor in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. It's going to be short, um, and I would like a sense of timing because I do believe that the ground is so wet, so wet. Um, my personal man of God was here with you just last Sunday, and I know that would have been such an enriching time because it's such a blessing to the body of Christ. Um, and as I stepped into the room, you know, the Lord just Sort of strengthen what he has said to me to do. That is just a prophetic assignment. Just to uh, bring a measure of a crowning dimension to what the Lord is already doing. And a prophetic dimension is just really about something that looks like being pushed from behind. Right? You are already at the threshold of a very significant moment. And what is happening here is just um, a cut out. Of what is really happening in the mind of god so when i got the invitation i was just like who are these guys like why are they always accurate like this you know because i felt just the same way when i read our uh, pastor dam the i had had an encounter where the lord was saying how about new creation reality being returned to the millennium in a way that can appeal to them in a way they can receive it you know and i was just making serious for that kind of assignment like i'm quite serious and boring you know for the images that i saw in my mind i'm like who's going to be doing grace yo-yo i'm like grace is not yo-yo grace is you're you know it's deep only for him to send me the manuscript and i'm like oh gosh this is exactly what i saw and then when i got the invitation i felt that same way again Like the father really saying, how can you awaken this generation to the recognition of such an exponential shift? How can you awaken this generation to the fact that this decade is a finishing decade in that sense? How God is pouring so much of his divine resources, his divine presence, his power, his purity, his purpose, his person into this hour. Uh, we are in a time when God is more generous than has ever been experienced in a previous generation, right? And there is a way to respond to the generosity of God. What you experience in your relationship with God is not directly proportional to what he wants to give you, but what you are open to receiving. And that's really what makes the difference. So the call is more on you than you think it is. The call is really on you. There's a posture, there's a position there's a preparation. There is there is this gaze with outstretched necks, just looking up for what the Father wants to do with readiness to press in. Do you see what I mean here? And I feel like that's what is going on in this moment. That's what the Father is doing here. And I walked in into such a rich atmosphere of the Lord. I will just be finished speaking for some 10, 15 minutes and then leading you to pray, leading you to prophesy and to partner with god and to declare you know and to lay hold on that future that's one of the most beautiful dimensions of worship worship is not just the lifting of hands worship is to be like abraham that moment when the lord holds your hands and he says "Can you count the stars in the sky Can you count the seas uh the sand on the seashore that's how much i'm going to use you that's how much your your legacy and your lineage is going to spread and you choose to trust that he can transition you from the one who has no son to the one who will be the father of nations. And you know, faith, just like Pastor Dami said, is that response. Faith is that response. And you cannot practice faith on auto- autopilot. Faith will always ask you to shift out of your existing mode of thinking, right? To deliberately consciously step back and say, I want to believe for what God is saying to me. It's unusual. It's uncommon. I want what he wants for me, right? And that's why we're here. We're here for what God wants for us. Hallelujah. So that's what this is about. It's a precious, precious moment in time. And we are most blessed, most blessed to be the ones that the father has chosen to use, the ones that he wants to make into this Generation of visionaries, vessels, voices, those who can really prepare the way of the Lord. Um, permit me to really honor and appreciate our pastors, Pastor Dami Oguntunde. Please celebrate him again. You. Such a joy. Um, you're a real blessing. You know, and I just look at you and smile because I see my father. Honestly, you're, you're a real, real blessing. And yes, we honor and celebrate you. And we pray grace over you in the name of jesus christ that you will go from strength to strength and you fulfill the purposes of the father in this hour and over this house please let's celebrate my personal 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 um um what do i even call him like sometimes it's my pastor sometimes it's my son sometimes it's my brother pastor michael uh i dearly dearly love him and He's been like a man of God from when he was born. (laughs) I went to minister in VHF many years ago, and I I was like, what? Is this a campus pastor? How can he be like a bishop? (laughs) Such a joy. Well done. God bless you. We are so proud of you. Can we celebrate um, Pastor Yinka Adebayo? Let's really celebrate her. Oh, God bless you. Grace is multiplied unto you. In the name of Jesus, Pastor Peace Bamidele, where is she? He, Uh, even the peace, in was just like chill, like, I'm here, God bless you in Jesus' name. Okay, I didn't associate the face with that name, but I definitely know you very well. God bless you, well done in Jesus' name. Please celebrate my amazing prodigy, I love her so much, Uh, Pastor Ayomide Apara, please celebrate her. Well done. Grace is multiplied to you in Jesus' name. Please celebrate Pastor Timmy Opelami. Who am I celebrating? I ah, my Pastor Timmy. <laughs> ah, ma, we honor you, ma. We can still celebrate. Celebrate! Celebrate! Because they are now one. Oh, God be praised. I don't know if he's here because I haven't seen him, but he's the person who can do all things. Please celebrate Pastor Itoro I've seen him. He can do all things. Like, he's my vision interpreter. God bless you. Love you very much. Well done on the great work the Father is doing through you. And may you be strengthened according to the grace of life. In Jesus' name. Isaiah 54. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry la- aloud. You who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman says the Lord enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the cuttings of your dwellings do not spare lengthening your cords and strengthening your stakes for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and will make the desolate cedars inhabited who was speaking here who was speaking here you know, what makes a thing possible is not the object of the conversation. is the one who spoke it. That's what gives power to what has been said. Hallelujah. What gives power to what has been said is the one who said it. And you really need a new revelation of who your God is. Because He's going to shape how you respond to what he's saying to you. God is not making a suggestion that is that is... Connected to your socio-economic reality. He's not saying "Paradventure, this can happen. He's saying to you that backing off the word that you have received. Is the eternal unfailing indefatigable power of the most high. Says the Lord. Isaiah puts it here for you. Because it's the most relevant text in the context. It says it has been said by the Lord. The reason God cannot lie is because when he says it, it becomes, right? So even if he was in a different location and he said, I am so, so place, where he is becomes where, he, you know, he said it is. Do you understand this? So if he stands in Jibbo and he says, meet me in New York, New York emerges. That's why he can lie. Do you understand this? His word is unfailing because he's the one who said it. And if you are going to press into the shift, faith is an important spiritual faculty. And to access faith, you've got to see with new eyes. First, who is speaking to you about the land he's taking you. The things that stress you out, don't stress God out. The things that you look at and make you wonder if what he has said can come to pass. They got nothing on God. Because what makes us question the future we see when we close our eyes in the place of prayer and worship? How many of you get your biggest images of your tomorrow when you're praying? When you're worshiping? When you're in a meeting like this? Right? Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. In a spirit-charged, spirit-inspired atmosphere, you receive pockets of divine revelation. Pockets of divine vision. Pictures are painted and encoded, scripted into your spirit man for the days to come, right? And that is why for a believer, you live in the future twice. First, when God said it and when time embraces it. Because it may take time, a bit of time to catch up with faith, but it always does. So you can stand in that moment of manifestation and really say, well, I saw this. I saw this. It's because God said it. And if you're going to step into the kind of shift that the Lord is preparing for you. You have to know your God. It is those who know their God that will be strong and will do great exploits. It is not that we love God. That's not what really makes the difference. It's that God loves us. It's that he loved us. And we can respond to that love. You've got to know your God. You've got to know him. You've got to steward the testimonies of patriarchs and matriarchs of faith who have gone ahead of us. You've got to go back to Bible history, to the history of God's generals. And you've really, you've really got to become baptized in their belief. Baptized in that unshakable recognition of what your God can do. The Bible was given to us as a compendium of examples of faith so that in seeing what has been done before, we can know that God is in the neighborhood. And if he has done it before, it is repeatable. Right? It's God who said it. And that's a beautiful thing. And see this first verse. It says, sing, O barren who has not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. You have not labored with child, for more is the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman. I said this with caution, but the Lord put in my heart to mention it very specifically to you. Sometimes the way that you're limiting God is your understanding of what process means. Right? Sometimes we have a very traditional perspective of what process looks like in a way that, keeps us in small zones because we expect that before we can get to this point, this is, these are the series of steps we should take. Process is the constant. The process of process is changeable. Do you understand? The fact that you will go through a process on your journey to a divine destination is assured. What that process will, looks, will look like is in God's jurisdiction. Hallelujah! So... There can be a person who is hiding in caves for 16 years on his journey to the throne. There can be another who was called out of prison, told to shave and get dressed. And in just one moment, a transition happens, right? There can be another who lost his limbs while the nurse was taking him and running out of terror. And then he felt he was completely forgotten, wasted, nothing in his social uh, construct would have offered him the opportunity to ever sit at the table in the palace but in one moment he was remembered if you look carefully at scripture you would find that God is actually the one in charge of what your process looks like and so sometimes we allow ourselves to be locked into mediocre expectations average anticipations and smallness of thinking and life because we pretend as if we're believing that it will take a process and so it's still going to take a while but the Lord says to me to announce to you that we have come to a moment in time where the one who did not have children will have more than the one who had children let me tell you what it is not because you are special that God has to speed things up It is just because you were born in a time when there's there's an urgency on a generation. God is seeking to accomplish the highest impact in the shortest possible time. Right? So stop pretending because you don't want to elevate your faith. And say that I believe God will come through but it still will take a while. He's saying I want to do something so radical with you in a short amount of time because... There's a lot of of work to be done. There's a lot of gap to be covered. There's mileage to be gained. And he's taking people literally from the back end of nowhere and placing them at the forefront of a divine move. Let me tell you why I know this more than ever before. What has happened with the pandemic is a real proof that a shift is upon us. Whenever there's a deconstruction of existing power structures in industry and economy and politics, right, and social reformation in all arenas of human endeavor, what the Lord is announcing is that he's shaking his system so that he can shift the direction of value. How God shifts the direction of value is that, is, is that he places a compelling vision that is bigger than the carrier, but that is attractive enough because it solves a pressing problem. Places it on an unusual carrier who is yielded, willing enough, not too brilliant in their own eyes to accomplish a divine purpose. And so as that vision begins to manifest, the value shifts in the direction of that vision because all society is built around the solving of problems and the creation of new value, the creation of new innovation. And you sit in this room feeling like you're fresh out of school or you're just on your first year in your career or your fifth or you've run your business or a startup for the last four years. You don't have a lot of investment or you're just young, have your first child, whatever it is, all of those things that we do. And we just box ourselves into small places. But God is saying, all I need to do is to open your heart and put a compelling vision in it, right? If I put a compelling vision in your heart, value begins to shift. And when a system shakes and what powers are brought to their knees, the negotiation often falls in the favor of the underdogs. Do you understand this? So you, what you should begin to do more than ever before is to cry out for the kind of faith that can carry a vision that answers to the cries and the quest of a generation. And that is why you must know the mountain you've been sent to. You must begin to pray about that and say, where are you really sending me? What arena of influence am I going to? What should I be doing in education? What should I be doing in healthcare? What should I be doing in economy, in science and technology, in entertainment, in fashion, in sports? Where are you sending me? You see, because the way the anointing of God is moving in the final hour, it's not in the direction of the church. Um, No, that's not what I mean. The inflow is toward the church, but the outflow is to the world. Do you understand this? And so you can't afford to think God wants to just move in you and through you within the context of ministry. More than ever before, if the world is shaking and value is shifting, it is because there is an emerging remnant with a vision that speaks to the things that count in the fabric of society. So where's your answer for alternative education for public primary schools? Where's your answer for tech innovation in the healthcare? What's your answer to fix the energy crisis in Africa? What's your answer to use fashion as a strategy to preach chastity and purity and truth? What are you going to do about governance and politics? Who are you and what are you going to be remembered for? How is God going to flow through you and ride on the tracks of your mental faculties? to deliver industry, innovation, and thought leadership that would forever elevate the quality of life for those where you've been sent. That's what the conversation is about today. That's what it looks like for you to enlarge the place of your tent. To enlarge the place of your tent is to shift the context of your operation. To rethink how you do everything that you do. And that agitation is heavenly. It is God himself that is quickening hearts and saying, I need you as a vessel to bring heaven to earth. So you want to look around you and start to say, if God lived in this community, is this how this community will look? Right? If God worked in this organization, is this how this organization would look? If God was the third-born girl child in this family, is this how this family would look? You've got to look around your tent, your context, where you are set currently. And as against cursing the light, cursing the darkness, start to turn on the light. And you know, if you're going to be this person that God can use in this way, because I'm sort of just trying to challenge you not to think about the anointing of God as poof poof that makes you break chairs and scream and quake right because God is really done with that he's done with that right I went to a a meeting to minister and so many white chairs were broken by the time I was done and I said Lord this must never happen again this is not I know that this is not the signature of my calling I know I know, I know. It was such an anointed meeting, but I did feel that the people were caught on the power dimension that it could not relate with God on the innovation dimension, right? Because, you know, it is what you expect, and I must say that, thank you, Holy Spirit, It's what you expect God to be to you. That's what you're able to access of him, right? And that's why I'm challenging, I'm challenging your, your worldview and your paradigm about who God is So if you're just constantly interacting with God as a source of the anointing, this kind, Right? If that's how you are constantly interacting with him, he'll be moving over your mind, but you won't know. He'll be seeking to awaken you to the trends in the markets and economy, but you won't know. He'll be seeking to give you the blueprint for how to fix corruption in Africa, but you won't to know, right? He'll be seeking to put alternative, urban, you know, high fashion in your mind that is elegant. You won't know because you don't know God that way. So if you are going to press into your unique calling in Jesus Christ, there's got to be a new openness to know God in a way you've never known him. This is the true meaning of encounters. That you will see it again with scripture, and you will not just see Jesus Christ, the rabbi, but you will see Jesus Christ who challenged the military, Jesus Christ, the social reformer, Jesus Christ, who rebuilt the political order of the day, Jesus Christ, the philanthropist, Jesus Christ, the educationist. Hallelujah! And that you will begin to revisit your paradigms because we all are products of conditioning. And if you don't acknowledge your existing programming about God, you are not going to be able to press into the new things he wants to do with you. Right? And that's why he said enlarge. Recognize that to enlarge a tend involves first deconstructing it. Are you aware of this? Are you aware? Think about it a bit. You cannot enlarge a structure without deconstructing its current formation. Is that right? So what are you going to deconstruct in your life, in your thinking? What are you going to confront and cause to come into the largeness of God? Right? Pastor Dami said God doesn't wear crowns. Uh, God wears crowns. He doesn't wear caps. So don't put a cap on him. You know, when Jesus came to preach the message of the kingdom, he started to say, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. To step into a shift is to step into the kingdom of God. Right? The kingdom of God is where the manifesto of a sovereign king is fully submitted to. Right? So when God is talking to you about a shift, He's not talking to you about a miracle that helps you prove a point that God is with you. He's talking to you about an opportunity to step into something he is doing. Do you see this? This is not about you. You're selfish 90% of the time. I am too. It's not about you. It's not about making your life better. We fixate on that because it happens, but it's a byproduct. It's not the ultimate outcome. So this is not about getting a better job, handling more money, you know, getting the marriage of your dreams and being positioned as a leader in your industry, having more followers and all of those things. That's not what this conversation is about. And you see, as long as we keep it about that in our minds, we keep missing God. That's not what this is about. This is about a sovereign king with an agenda that was prepared for a time such as this. Long before we came, he determined in his eternal purposes that an hour will come and a mandate will rest upon a generation to speak the truth and to be grounded in the midst of a noisy, distracted world. To lift up the shackles of bondage and pain and poverty from the people who sit in darkness. To bring forth the kind of wisdom that changes the economic structure, the political structure, even the structure of its church as an organized religion. To elevate the quality of life, to make things better for those at the bottom of the pyramid to glorify Jesus and to make his kingdom come to be honor religious but deeply spiritual to be in contact without contamination so those things were part of an eternal plan and when the moment comes as it will always rest on every generation let me tell you what Every generation is on a button pass. Are you aware of this? So, nothing happening today is an accident. All of the pandemic, everything planned out. And so, if every generation is on a button pass, because it has a specific role to play in an emerging, unfolding divine plan, it means that there must be a specific response for every generation. Do you know what that response is? It's it's the Isaac dimension, the Isaac type of anointing that comes upon a people and causes them to recognize what is the heartbeat of God for this time, right? And they know what they ought to do. That is the ought that I'm here to talk to you about. What is the ought to do for you? What do you see God doing? Where do you see him going? What do you hear him saying? What birdings are awaking in the Father's heart? A shift would be for you to turn from your selfishness and your focus on you to the birdings in the Father's heart. When that moment happens, you will know it because it's not an accident. That day when you begin to catch the pulsations of heaven, right? You will know it. And a dimension of favor will start to rest upon you. Some of the things you're praying about, you don't need to pray about it. I'm done. I'm done. I can see my pastor's just passing. Look, wait. Well, then, what's it? He's looking sort of. Pastor Mike, how we Explain to her. <laughs> Praise God. I am still going to pray. You are still going to pray. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying to you this morning? you what the lord said to me just as a little joke as i was in the car he said don't make them jump don't make them jump and you know i have to restrain myself because it's a it's a very sweet dimension isn't it don't jump we've been jumping for a while my understanding of the shift as the lord has shown it to me Is when you stop thinking about how he pays you. And you start seeing how he pays God. Right? It's a shift because it's not status quo. It's not not how we're wired. And he's constantly calling us into that consecrated vision to see what he's saying. You see, when that happens... God is going to pour himself so much on you. That moment when you see eye to eye with what God is trying to do and that he's anointed you to accomplish your own portion of the work, oh, you're blessed amongst men. Because he is now going to pour his brilliance and his prowess through you. And as you serve that mandate, you'd be so blessed for it. But the shift is not about getting your account balance to rise. It's going to happen, but that's not what God is trying to do with you. Right? So be jolted out of your autopilot. We come to church, we go home, play Bethel music or Sinash, whatever is your preference. You go to work on Monday, listen to a message if you are among the more sophisticated of the spiritual lot listening to Kenneth Hagin blasting in tongues under their breath and all the while many times God is actually trying to have a conversation saying why listen to Kenneth Hagin when I want to talk to you and I don't want to enter into it because I can be slapped out of here somebody like eh Papa Papa K no no don't tell us that But he has an urgent message, he wants to have, he wants to ride on the tracks of your mind. I pray you start to experience this God who is a custodian of innovation. This God who is a custodian of thought leadership. This God who is a custodian of industrial revolutions. This God who is a custodian of the knowledge era. I want you to know that God. I don't want you to just think about the anointing as what makes you cry when you lift your hands and quake in worship. I want you to think about the anointing as what makes you speak before policy makers, influential voices, in boardrooms, and they stand in awe, just like Pharaoh did, and they say, who are you? How did you know these things? How can these things be? My favorite manifestation of the prophetic gift is actually in corporate trainings. I love it. I step into the room, you would almost sometimes see it in the eyes of the executive directors of banks and all companies where I teach. I who is this young person? You know, but God would have told me the intents of their heart, the secret negotiations behind closed doors, and their biggest pain points as a business. And I would start to teach. I would stay on one slide <laughs> till elderly men are crying. I'm telling you. And then they will give me my facilitation fee, and then a profit offering. You would see check reading by the company. Then you would see many times an ED bring out a pen and say, "This is not about facilitation. Please, I want to bless you." I'll just be like, "You have to do that." What would you say is your purpose in this life? Bring it out. Because I got, I need to go and print 1,000 more copies of Firebrand. Put the money on the table. Again and again. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I've transitioned from telling people that, you know, they wore a green dress when they were 12 years on their birthday and their father said something they'll never forget. Yeah, those things are accurate. I did it for many years. It was powerful. You see, but that's, that's really spoon-feeding the church. You don't need to know about your past. You need to know about your future. And if you really, really, really love the Lord, you should know about your future. There's no way you can demonstrate your love for God if you are not serving the burden of his heart. And the burden of his heart really begins when we leave this room. So I'm not really keen about your pastoral work and your ushering work. And that's not to put it down. It's great work. Because here, you can get to equip the saints. But if those you are equipping don't go to do the job, they ultimately become fattened. And fattened people are useless to the kingdom. Have you ever met a fat soldier except in Nigeria? Like non-Nigeria, like proper ever. Right? What are you gyming with? What are you, what, 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 what takes you to bed at night with a tongue, a last tongue on your lip and you're saying, God, I'm waking up with answers. What are you pushing against? What is building you? What did you used to be afraid of that is now afraid of you? Who are you in the spirit? What is synonymous to your name in the spirit? What have you accomplished that cannot be printed on the pages of print papers or shared on social media, but for which angels stand at attention at the mention of your name? Who are you? What problems are you solving? What destinies are emerging on the scene because you showed up? What negotiations are you making through the power of intercession? What nations are you rescuing? What what addictions are you bringing on its knees through the power of anakazo? Do you know anakazo? Anakazo is forceful takeover. And you can use it for anything. You can use it for your own personal besetting sins. And said, this is the end of this rubbish. This madness ends here. I'm tired of counseling, tongue-talking believers who refuse to outgrow an addiction. Mm -mm. That's a waste of the power of eternal life. Mm -mm. Don't do that. Don't do that final thing that I will say to you as we pray is actually in verse 4. It says, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame, and you will forget the shame of your youth. And that's what I want to say to you. That fear is standing in your way. You know, we know it from the motivational point of view where they say you have to go ahead and do that thing you're afraid of, right? And even if you're going to, if you don't reach for, I, I'm, I'm such a poor motivational, you know, like if you don't reach for the stars, you can still land on the moon. You can't make it. Right? <laughs> but God is saying it to you too. Sometimes we're afraid to believe God because we have unresolved Um, questions but nobody really taught us that asking God questions wasn't questioning him so some of you don't know how to believe for supernatural healing because you lost someone and you really prayed about it it's there somewhere but you never talk about it some of you saw your parents struggle with many unaccomplished dreams and you saw them love God faithfully serve him Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, vigil after vigil, but you look at their lives and it's not the kind of life you want, and so something is there that makes you just be like, maybe I should use my brain, because if I can use my brain, you know, it's not, it's like God, let me just use God for prayer and worship, but when it comes to, let me also my way, you know, I'm glad that there's an option to uh, hustling because I don't know how to hustle. Like I was born for the baby girl life. So I can't do it. I can't. This morning, I've already done baby girl tantrum with my husband. Like, you need to get me a, a new driver. I can't do it. a Sunday drive. I can't. I'll just be vibrating. I can't. So I'm not on the hustle lane at all. Hustle is the product of works. It's a product of the canal man. There's a different kind of work that is a creative work born out of rest, right? And that's a whole different conversation. But this is what I want to say before we pray. You have to go back to what is holding you from fully releasing your life under the leadership and the government of God. We all have it. And you've got to bring it to the fore. Some of you don't believe that God can make you um, a billionaire. Because everyone you've seen who really loved the Lord, they used to bring yam and bag of rice to their house. And their dimensions of faith would always be to release their faith for when the next bag will come. You may think it didn't touch you, but it did. we products of programming. And if all you've known God to be is is what you've seen him do in church, it's possible that you don't know God as the industrial Lord, right? And if you don't know, that's fine. But you have to confront the things that are happening in your mind, making it impossible for you to shift into the largeness of God. He said, don't be afraid you're not going to be ashamed. When you get on this journey of faith, and start to pursue this purpose i will show to you and you start to go against the grain against the odds against the resistance because the path of the shift is a path of high resistance can you find someone to say that too the path of the shift is a path of high resistance is a path that is not often traveled and people are going to question that decision. Your parents. Sometimes your pastors. Because they prefer you safe than significant. Why would you leave that job? You guys have been dating for four years. You know yourself. How a devil better known the devil better. You know? How is that thing? The devil you know is better than the angel you don't know. That's from the pit of hell. I don't want to know a devil. Right? So they're going to try to keep you safe so you don't get in harm's way but he said I will not fail you as you set your gaze on me I'll be with you I will carry you I'll be the fourth man in the fire don't be afraid you're not going to be ashamed we're going to rise this morning and it's going to be where we're praying first we're going to ask the Lord to lead us on a path of faith I don't want to continue to give in to my fears, Jesus. Lead me on a path of faith in the name of Jesus Christ. If there are things that I've seen and I've heard that continue to weaken my perception of who you are, I pray in the name of Jesus that you give me new eyes to see, new ears to hear, and a heart full of understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know what you have heard listening to me today, but I want you to present your own desires to the father as you heard whatever he awakened in your heart for some of you you're just standing in faith saying let me know you as the god of innovation let me know you as the god of creativity let me know you as the god of problem solving let me know you as the god of industrial revolutions let me know you as the god of economic shifts let me know you as the god of answers I'm giving up on my fears. I want you to cry out for a compelling vision. Cry for a compelling vision. A vision that is higher than you. A vision that is stronger than you. A vision that is greater than you. In the name of Jesus, pray for an enlargement of your mind because it begins in the heart i don't know how i missed saying it when i was talking about the kingdom and jesus was saying repent repent he was saying shift the attitude of your mind pray for a new heart an enlargement a divine capacity to dream a new dream. Pray for a compelling vision. A vision for the future. A vision for the future. I want you to cry for that. A vision for the future in the name of Jesus. Blueprints are dropping now. That's what the Lord said to me. Blueprints in the name of Jesus. Some of you are never going to forget today Blueprints for the future, God. So, Lekiato Belegedos. Pray for the womb of your spirit, man. The womb of your spirit, man. To take in the thoughts of God. To take in the desires of God. To take in the agenda of God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know why, but I just heard the Lord ask me to pray. Ask me to ask you to pray, presenting your stressors to Him. I just saw a number of birding people. There are things really going on in your life, in your family, that is very stressful and very distracting. And it's standing in your way of making room. Because you see, incubation is a very quiet spiritual process. And it requires a certain type. A certain type. I'm telling you. I know when I'm agitated. And it's not even that type of agitation of, oh gosh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm running helter-skelter. But my heart is not still. When I catch it, I always just go back and say, help me. Because there's a type of heart that can incubate the ideas of God. There's a kind of heart that can be baptized with heavenly communication. And before we pray for the womb of our spirits and then for new portals, and then I pray over you, I want you to pray right now, especially if you are having things in your life that are overwhelming and distracting. I want you to present it to God. He said, I'm going to take it out of the way. I'm going to take it out of the way. And nothing is unspiritual. If it's finances, if it's health, if it's family trauma with your parents, if it's a, a crisis that a sibling is facing, whatever it is right now, if it's your marriage or your relationship, I want you to bring it to the Father. And I do sense very strongly at least two people who are not where they should be or with the person they should be with. As far as their relationship is concerned. So you want to present that to the Lord. And say precious Holy Spirit help me. These things are standing in my way. I feel distracted. I feel overwhelmed. There's this pressing need. I have an ultimatum. I need your help. I need divine assistance. I want you to ask for that. I want you to cry out. He said I will take care of it. I will take care of what is standing in your way. I will take care of what is distracting you. I will take care of what is overwhelming you. I will take care of what is stressing you. So te dos Can I ask you, lift your hands? And I'll pray for the womb of your spirit. Ask for the kind of heart that God can speak to. Ask for that stillness. Cry out for that. There are many believers who can house a divine vision. Who can house a compelling picture of the future. Pray for your heart. And pray for clarity in your recognition of heavenly communication. A spirit that is awake unto God. Pray for your heart. It's such a noisy, distracting world. God help us. Body for reandos. Let the womb of my spirit be fertile for the seeds of God's thoughts. Let the thoughts of God enter into my mind. Pray for your mind. It's still mine. A joyful mind. A pure mind. The mind of Christ. I receive the mind of Christ. It's coming, coming to you. That's who you are. The mind of Christ. I refuse to be locked in small carnal thoughts. Banish carnal thoughts. Consecrate your mind. That's the production center of your life. We can't shift if it doesn't shift here. Shift here in the name of Jesus. Let my mind shift exponentially, let my mind shift higher thoughts, the thoughts of God, the ideals of God, the ideas of God, let light flow, pray for your mind, pray for the womb of your spirit, now ask for open portals. Open portals. Open portals. He said that one specifically to me. That in this meeting. I will commission new spiritual portals. He said that clearly. Receive new portals. Of heavenly communication. Receive new portals. Of divine thoughts. Hallelujah. I need to say this to you. Maybe it's going to inspire how you pray. Two things. Number one, there are things God wants to do with you that he needs you to facilitate by prayer. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. I hope that you know that praying is the principle of spiritual agreement. That's how you agree with God. Right? So, if you're not praying, it means you don't know that or you ate about this morning and it's just it's just doing something to your body but you have to pray two can't walk together except they agree right so when you pray spirit inspired prayers you're basically saying I say yes to you God use me yeah do it with me I want it amen so we're not in a moment where we can be chic or cool we're in a moment where we must express our agreement with God right but here's what I want to say to you do you know that in engineering there's such a thing as strength of material right isn't that right and there are some, especially in more developed climes, there are some demarcated uh, road networks that are banned from allowing certain types of trucks and all of those to pass, isn't it? And it's just for certain type of cars, residential areas. And then there are highways that actually can carry based on their, their, the infrastructure and the capacity of that highway, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you know, portals in the spirit, portals, your, your spiritual portals, which are spiritual faculties through which God can travel divine communication to you. Do you know they have different strengths of material? So there's some things God wants to say to you, and He won't say it in a dream, right? Do you know what I mean here? So so spiritual portals are pathways that are established. In your spirit, heaven to earth, heaven to you, spirit to spirit, God to you, through which he flows. Some people have a multi-dimensional type of portals. God can pass it through these and it it will never be a miss because there's so many ways. And some people have just one that they've really fine-tuned and used again and again. And there's some communication that can travel on a certain portal. Do you understand this? So it means that if God wants to pass heavyweight heavenly communication and he can not find that portal, he's going to be trying to reach you be- through a different portal, but if that portal is underdeveloped, you won't know God is reaching you there. So you may find yourself having flashes, for example, something happens and it looks like it has happened before, but the thing is doing you somewhere like, what's happening? I'm, I'm remembering this thing. It means that there's a spiritual communication that is reaching your spirit, but your mind is not fully downloading it. Do you understand this? Or you have a dream. It was so vivid that when you woke up, you wake up with the emotions, but you won't remember it. And you're just like, ah! You're almost touching the thing, but you can't really remember it. It's because that portal is weak for what it's carrying and is hazy, right? Or sometimes you pick a burden. You don't know why, but you're just feeling funny. For a long time, and no anyone knows what I'm talking about. You're feeling teary, or you wake up with the line of a song, right? Over him, and it's just replaying in your mind, he's trying to get your attention. So he said to me when I was coming here that I will commission new spiritual portals. That's a big dimension of God's favor, meaning that I will fast track the development of a new track upon which i can ride weightier communication right if god wants to give you a blueprint about what he wants to do through you it can't use a nudge he wants to download heavenly communication about what is going to fix the energy crisis in nigeria it's not a nudge you can't be doing, mm, wait, energy, oh my God. No! You go, he goes with you into a retreat. Have you written 32 pages on your journal before? You can't stop. The thoughts are faster than your hands. Your hands are stiff. You shift, you are recording. <laughs> you know, I was, when I was uh, in the U.S., at the invitation of the U.S. government, I was called to join a policy uh, think tank and share what my thoughts about what were the urgent responses to Africa's crisis was and I was the only one selected from my you know and I got into that room and you could just see it in their eyes like what are you really going to say but before that time the Holy Spirit had given me a 12 point agenda of things I had never thought of or imagined So I got into that room. By the time I got to the fourth, (laughs) they said, um, can we get on a three-year contract? So that you, because this is waiting, you'll be distilling it, right? So America wanted to receive my 12-point agenda for Africa. So when I go back to my room, I was like, why is Africa not trying to get my 12-point agenda from me? Do you see? And that experience has spawned off different kinds of alliances. Money is not your problem. Money is even the lowest degree in the degrees of wealth. But when you fixate on money, you can't access the higher degrees of wealth. It's a demonic strategy. He tries to keep you fixated on cash. Cash is not your problem. It's not at all. And I will restrain myself because today is not a money conversation day. (laughs) But this is the prayer I'm going to pray. That I agree with God to open up new spiritual portals for heavenly communication. Ask him to train your spirit man. There's an accelerated capacity building. You will pray as if your life depends on it. Because there are things you cannot hear on certain portals in hearing i will hear in seeing i will see i have a heart of understanding open up portals in my spirit open up portals 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 in my spirit man in the name of jesus cause me to hear cause me to see cause me to understand cause me to interpret cause me to analyze cause me to articulate cause me to manifest cause me to bring forth cause me to receive cause me to believe cause me to deliver on the intentions of God in my generation heavenly communication heavenly intelligence heavenly perspectives heavenly perception heavenly ideas heavenly inventions heavenly creativity Heavenly thoughts. Commission portals, 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 portals. Open the womb of my spirit. Teach me to hear. Teach me to hear. Accelerate my capacity for divine intelligence. Elevate my capacity for divine intelligence. Open up my spiritual faculty. hallelujah father we give you praise in the name of Jesus and I just bless your people in God's name my heart is burning because everyone in this room is at a different level and a different wavelength on their own spiritual walk with you but Holy Spirit you know where we are each of us and I want to ask in the name of Jesus that you meet each of us where we are I declare that no one is going to escape this shift. I declare in the name of Jesus that the Lord elevates your faculties and your capacity for divine intelligence. You will know the mind of the spirit. You will be a child schooled by your father. I ask for an enlargement of your mind to embrace thoughts that are higher than you. I refuse for you to be locked in in small mindsets or small thinking, small ideology, small perspectives, or small expectations. I declare that you will elevate your anticipation and you will raise your faith. I ask that you be jolted out of your autopilot as you begin to really, really see what is in the mind of the Spirit for you. I ask for a baptism into your divine identity, a baptism into your prophetic identity. I pray you start to see yourself as the Lord sees you. May the Lord put his hands upon the womb of your spirit so that you can incubate the ideas that will change our world, so that you can incubate the solutions that will shift our world. And I bless this house in God's name that as you step into your second year, as you begin to manifest at a higher level, this community, this environment is going to be blessed by you. I declare that the leadership of this house receives god's accurate patterns and they build according to these patterns i declare the blessing of the father upon this house go from strength to strength go from grace to grace go from glory to glory and i hear the lord say to me that i'm giving you the younger generation that i'm giving you an outreach assignment to universities and I'm calling you to raise this once. I'm calling you to build them early. And he said, right from the midst of this similar small gathering, I will shape the leaders for the next generation, especially within this country. He said, even if you start small, you will grow big. He said that you will host conventions. That will speak into the power of the youth. He said he will cause you to tap into the potential of the youth. He said he will cause you to tap into the strength of the youth. And as you rally and mobilize a troop for Jesus Christ. He said it's also going to impact on the economic structure. And the educational systems of this country. I don't know what it is. But I can see a brand of music erupting from this house. I see very, very vividly, very vividly. And I almost see what looks like, I don't know, maybe like a, I don't know, like a jazz concert, I don't know, but I I saw it bring in so many people till they're on their knees for the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, bring my sons and my daughters back home. Those lost to drugs, those lost to addiction, those lost to sexual uh, obscenity and pornography, those lost to pain and to fear. He said, bring them back home because I put an anointing on you. They will hear you and they will see me. They will encounter me through you. Jesus, we thank you for these things you've done. And we receive your gifts with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, I pray. Hallelujah! I want to give God praise. Come on! Wow! What a word! For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at Parpoint Tribe.